Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Just a couple of days ago, the World Health Organization issued guidance saying recovered patients may not be immune to COVID-19. This guidance coming to adjust public health and social measures in light of some governments suggesting that the detection of antibodies to the SARS virus, that the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19 could serve as a basis for an immunity passport or risk-free certificates. So WHO is saying there's currently no evidence that people who have recovered from COVID-19 and have antibodies are protected from a second infection. I thought today I'd check in with um, a researcher who spent a lot of time looking at immune systems and antibodies and anti-inflammatory uh, reactions of the body. Dr. Vincent Chandrawinata is an entrepreneur, the man behind Renovasho. He's a nutrition researcher and founder and the world's youngest PhD holder in the field of food science and human nutrition. We've missed you. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Vince. Hi. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. So I understand that at a time where most companies are cutting back, uh, looking at manpower costs particularly, Renovasho, your company, has signed a $5 million deal with Woolsworths. Congratulations. What does this mean for your company? Thank you so much. It really is a big thing for us. It's a milestone and game changer, but we wouldn't be where we are today without the support of uh, everyone in Australia, in Singapore, and actually worldwide as well. Because what we are doing is that we're a small company, but we believe that with good faith, integrity, and science on our side, we can achieve big things. And one of those big things are being in the biggest supermarket chain in Australia. Wonderful. So they're going to be distributing $5 million worth of your product by the end of this year? Yes, that's true. And uh, while it is great for revenue and our uh, credibility at the company, what means to me more than that personally is that I am able now to reach more people because if you have listened to my interview before, everyone, you know that uh, the reason why I became a scientist is because I wanted to use what I know as a scientist to contribute to this world. And having this distribution network, massive distribution network, allows me to do just that. Wonderful, wonderful, great to hear. All right, let's talk about today's topic, which is whether or not our immune systems, how it deals with COVID. So I was reading that countries like Chile is looking at issuing immunity cards that effectively act as travel passports to allow travelers to clear security at airports. I understand over in Shanghai, people scan QR codes when they get on certain uh, trains, for example. In France and the UK, also looking at some other ideas um, that effectively look at reopening and basing that on the idea that people who have COVID have immune systems that render them safe from another round of COVID. So in the scientific literature that you've come across, what has struck you about what is currently known about COVID-19 and how our immune systems work? Unfortunately, uh, that sounds too good to be true. And in in this case, it is too good to be true because Although there are only limited amount of studies with limited population because this is still something that is so new and novel to us mm. uh, in the scientific community, unfortunately, people who have recovered from COVID-19 can actually get COVID-19 again, can actually be a silent carrier. And what is more puzz- most puzzling to scientists is that only uh, a very small proportion of them actually develop a traceable uh, antibody in their in their system, which means that the, 
just because you someone got and got COVID nineteen and recover from it doesn't necessarily mean that they're immune towards future infection. And what what is more scary, I think, in my opinion, is that they the recovery and the small amount of antibody may actually grant them a lower symptoms, but it doesn't mean that they are not contagious to other people. So uh, airports or other authorities who rely on, say, for example, um, body scan temperature may actually allow people with low, mild, or no symptoms to pass through their sort of kind of border but carrying these viruses and going into a population and introduce that, uh, introduce that into the population that didn't have COVID-19 before. And this is the reason why I'm, I understand the sentiment behind it, because COVID-19 is not only a health crisis, but also an economic crisis. Mm. And um, government, governments everywhere try to somehow reopen their country or try to relax some of their social distancing rules to stimulate the economy of, of that population or country. However, it has to be done in a very natured and uh, careful way because we do not want to go back to, say, for example, two weeks ago or one month ago where, where the, the overwhelming uh, infection placed a really big burden into the healthcare system. So we know that children and adults have sort of different sorts of immune systems. And I've been reading reports that say children seem to be less affected by COVID-19 compared to adults because they've underdeveloped immune systems that don't sort of uh, raise the same cytokine storms or, or a level of, of, a, of um, preparedness or response the way an adult system would to COVID-19. I wonder if what, what you think about adults and children and how we should be looking to strengthen our relative immune systems. You said it exactly uh, right, Michelle, because when it first came out and the statistic, the early statistic uh, came out, uh, me and my research team, we were actually really puzzled and we were really curious and confused at the same time because back in January, we received a lot of statistics that, that, that shows that COVID-19 seems to, quote-unquote, skip children. And in my opinion, the main reason why uh, this is the case is because of the inflammatory response uh, in kids or in, in young people mm. versus adult and elderly population, not to mention people with underlying uh, health issues such as diabetes, coronary heart disease, or cancers. And not, not very often you see any disease, especially infect, infectious disease, somehow skip children or younger generation or any generation at all. Because mm. if you think about it, uh, when, when it comes to immunity or immune system, adult and uh, grown-up people actually have much more acquired uh, immune system because throughout their life, just because they have lived longer, they have trained their immune system to fight off diseases, including viral infection. However, in this case, uh, inflammation plays a key role because COVID-19, once COVID-19 gets into your system, what it does is, like, like other viruses, they, they they try to take over our cellular functions and replicate in our system. Mm-hmm. And people with underlying issues or older people with uh, a lot of inflammation uh, issues in their body, basically this immune system response goes into an overdrive state and overwhelm the whole system and the body, our body, cannot resolve the inflammation. And this is why people 
Hispanic who don't actually die from getting infected by COVID-19 is the aftermath. It's, right. it's, the, it's the issues that is caused by this infection that, quote-unquote, eats away your lung tissues because mm. pneumonia and put your body into a state there where it cannot cope, it cannot recover and generate and functions properly. Right, right. So inflammation, I know, is your area of research. Um, should adults and children equally be looking at strengthening their immune systems then in light of the, you know, this, this fact that differing responses in terms of inflammation is a complication that arises from COVID? Should we be doing the same things as adult and children? We should be doing that thing. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of other media uh, and different health expert opinions say that you can't boost your immune system, you can't strengthen your immune system, and it's actually mm. dangerous to do so. Uh, there is some truth in it. However, we are not talking in terms of uh, scientific term. What, when we talk about boosting immune system or strengthening immune system, we are talking about giving the body everything that it needs to make sure the immune system functions properly, and at the same time, be able to resolve inflammation. So uh, eating fresh fruit and vegetables are really important. Natural vitamins in fruits and vegetables helps the body to recover. Antioxidants such as activated phenolics helps the body to recover. Even things like protein, because protein contains amino acids, which we know is the building block of cells. So uh, basically, now more than ever, it is very important to keep up those healthy lifestyles, not because uh, you want to boost your immune system per se, what you want to do is you want to make sure that your body has everything it needs and giving it its best chance to not only avoid infection, uh, but also uh, resolve inflammation and overall keeping a really, really uh, robust guard against the heavier symptoms of the COVID-19 infection. All right, Dr. Vince, I'm going to give you, we've got about a minute and a half left of the show. Do you have some final tips for our listeners on staying well? With covered diet, more importantly too, you have to make sure that you are healthy mind-wise, mentally, because there is a lot of studies that shows that once you are in, under pressure, depressed, depressed or under stress, mm. it actually does reduce your body's ability to fight off infection. So make sure you are healthy mentally and physically. Drink plenty of water and don't forget, even though you are in, in isolation or under lockdown, make sure that you get your uh, physical activity uh, because if you train your body to be active at all times, it does help with your circulation. It does help with your oxygenation. And it, overall, all these little things that you do every day contributes to a better and stronger immune system. And how are you coping, Dr. Vince, over in Sydney? I'm doing really well, actually. Uh, I just recently taken up uh, gardening. I'm used to laugh at people who do gardening because I thought that that's all people hobby. However, I take a lot of satisfaction in growing my own fruit and vegetables and to actually just see um, the circle of life. I don't mean to be too emotional, but maybe in this isolation, it, it, you can learn a skill or two. And a lot of people, they complain all the time. They don't have time. They don't have the opportunity to learn something new. Mm -hmm. This is the perfect opportunity for anyone to learn anything that they wish to do but couldn't do before because of because they are time poor.
I thoroughly agree. I mean, a friend of mine is growing monarch butterflies at home. She's raising butterflies. <laughs> Just incredible, a journalist turned butterfly mother. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us and those great tips on how we can all fight the, the good fight and stay well during a time like this. Appreciate your time, Dr. Vince. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Dr. Vincent Chandra Winata, entrepreneur, nutrition researcher, and founder of Renovasho. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.